everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome back to FinTech Fridays. I'm Brian View, President, Chief Operating Officer of FinLocker. And joining me is my friend, Anthony Balsamo, the founder of Vonk Digital. Anthony, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Brian. Glad to be here. I love the podcast. Uh, you, get, you guys add a lot of value and you get a lot of good guests. Keep it going. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's, um, it's, it's been fun. It's, it's one of those things that I, and it's, I'm almost, well, I, I can tell you, you're, our episode here is the 91st episode. Uh, nice. Done. Pretty wild. Um, that is wild. And uh, it is, it's turned into this thing that I enjoy because I get to learn in these conversations. Yeah. Um, and so it doesn't feel like, you know, it's, it almost feels effortless. So hopefully, hopefully that's how it comes across to the audience. That's the intention is for them to, if they don't know Anthony and they don't know Vonk, Yep. After this conversation, they're going to know enough to to hopefully reach out and learn more from you. But uh, excited to have you. I've I come across uh, Vonk all the time in conversations with lenders and loan officers. And um, good, you guys are doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys are doing some cool stuff. You're you're definitely helping uh, originators at a time when they need the most help. Um, yeah. And so let's just start right there. Maybe maybe at, at the onset, just give us kind of a high level. Who is Vonk? What do yep. you do? How did you start it? And and we'll just kind of go from there. Sure. Um, well, Vonk Digital, I co-founded um, with some of my old business partners, my last mortgage company, and my brother, Vinny, who I call the, the wizard of Vonk. He oversees the, all the tech, the platform, all our, the team. Um, so he's not as forward-facing anymore, but it, it, if you you become a client of ours you will interact with him he's great too uh, but essentially we're just a we're a website platform specifically for the mortgage industry we focus uh, solely on that industry uh, and how we started and this will kind of explain where how we fit in the market is um, you know i had a mortgage company i was started as a small brokerage we ended up as a 28 state uh, uh, independent mortgage bank at our height uh, almost 15 years in the business on that side. And as we were growing from, you know, just like truly mom and pop as a four person brokerage, it's a, I mean, we never got as big as some of the huge players, but at our, I think we were at 150 employees. So it was yeah. sizable. Big company. Um, but as we grew, the needs changed for our company and, and specifically how we marketed ourselves online. And at the time, the, the solutions available were either, hey, it's this super templated, um, solution which is great can be up and running fast uh, but the the customization wasn't there which right. we, we did and eventually grew out of and then the, the only other option at the time was to go out and find an agency build a custom site pay a ton of money yeah um, i always say it was money we really didn't have at that time to be spending on that specifically um and the issue there with the custom site is like one you have to educate uh, most agencies on even what the mortgage right. is and all, all the information all of a sudden now you're basically building the site they're just putting it together yeah um, and then the ongoing support is really hard too so we needed a solution with my company because we're growing we're opening different offices we have you know recruiting components like how do we how, how do we blend all that together and have a solution that will scale with us and, and not even necessarily size just with our needs that makes yeah. sense um so we ended up building on top of uh, building a site for ourselves on top of the wordpress platform um framework and realized that 
other people in the industry, brokers, individual LOs, uh, independent mortgage banks are going to have the same issue. So why don't we spin it off as its own independent company? Right. Which Vinny ran for many years. And then at the end of, uh, the end of 2018, we sold our company and I was, I stayed on with the acquiring lender for one of my three year contract, one year of the three, um, great company. My business partners are still there. I just, in my personal career journey, I was, that chapter had closed for me. Sure. And I it closed and it was time for me to move on. Um, and I just have an affinity for marketing and strategy. And, uh, you know, you say you like having these conversations with different people around the industry. I get to now have conversations with all the, you know, the heavy hitting producers around the country. And that lights me up to seeing what right. they're doing and, you know, how can we fit in and help uh, either take something off their plate, make it a little easier um, and just be a piece, uh, kind of aggregate all the stuff they're doing to to present them online for people they're looking for. So, yeah, that's that, today. I, I love the uh, I love companies that have, follow that storyline, right? Because a you 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 are solving a need that you had yourself, right? Correct. So another way to say that you're eating your own dog food, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you get to be your first client. And yep. probably fair to say, probably one of the most critical clients you would have would be yourself as a client. And so yep. you, you, you get to really refine this, this product in a kind of a live environment. Yep. And then I don't know this for a fact, but I would suspect that the fact that you founded and ran a brokerage and built the business, built this website around it, and this company came out of that gives you a ton of credibility in when you're having conversations with top producers, branch managers, and even business owners. I, I, it just makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, it, I think all the, you know, emerging and leading technology platforms right now have, have, a, you know, founders and executives that can speak the language. It's, it's own, right. especially with how nuanced the mortgage business is. I just think that's so critical. It's not necessarily required, but it sure helps, uh, yeah. it helps on the company side and on the client side. You know, your background, same thing. You know, you've been, you're a lending, you know, lending executive at a huge company for right. many years. That that ha one, not only does it resonate, but even in like the R and D and what you're going to do and the and what the the next thing you guys will roll out, you can have a vested um, voice in that conversation. Right. Um, which I think is great. For sure. So today, tough tough environment, <laughs> tough market for for lenders and originators. Um, and it and it's it's an interesting time because we we've kind of the way I think about it we've got the the market is what the market is we know inventory's tight we know rates are are elevated and the the two combined are creating kind of this I hate to say I don't want to call it a once in a lifetime but it you know it's it's a tough tough environment and we're on the cusp of a generation shift of first time home buyers right yep. And so I'm guessing a lot of conversations that you have are centered around, A, how do I address today's environment? How do I maximize traffic and conversion and all the normal stuff you would expect to be talking about, but at the same time, have an eye on this next generation, first time home buyer and how they expect to interact with a brand and specifically the brand's website. So I'm just curious how you kind of manage the reality of today with the what's coming down the pipe with, you know, the Gen Z uh, first time homebuyer generation. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and yes, I talk about that a lot. Um, 
I think what I observe in the market, especially with the you know the Gen Z first time home buyers, uh, getting about to be a huge um, portion of the market. It's really a almost like a uh, it's almost like a study in human behavior. And so what we've tried to do with with what we offer is look at how how do how does that generation get their information? What are they doing? And it, I mean, like the I think Tony Robbins says, like success leaves clues. But like you yeah. can you can look at like what they're doing. You know, they're on the social platforms. Um, they want their information. They want to be able to get their own information. I, I talk a lot about self discovery. I think yeah. uh, I think there's been a shift. Um, I've been I've been I don't know I I joke I don't know if I made this up or I took it from somebody. It doesn't really matter. I think it's still relevant. But I think there's been a transfer of authority from how people get information. And, you know, if I were to sit here and say, hey, you should use Brian, like that referrals are still huge. But most people want to be able to then take that information and go do their own home yeah. research and see what they find for themselves. So where we fit into that is, you know, I, I'm trying to help people when they come to the, if someone, a prospect or a referral partner. Uh, comes to their website, how do we take you beyond just being a logo on a generic site? Right. And, and how do we treat the site as a digital job interview where people can see reviews, they can book calls, they can uh, download the FinLocker app, they can see live rates, what, whatever uh, is a uh, assist to what your strategy is. We yeah. want to be the we want to be the spot that reinforces that online. So get credit for what you're doing offline. Basically, if that makes sense, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. So I've got, I don't know if it's a controversial question, but I, I'm going to ask it anyway, because <laughs> sure. every website has this. Whatever the industry is, in our industry, it happens to be a call to action that says apply now. Yep. How how do you feel about? the apply now call to action. I know it has to be there, right? We all know it has to be there. Yeah. But what, you know, how do you think about where should it live and, and what should you, what should you give the, the, the visitor to your experience first before you, you know, punch them in the nose with an apply now button? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great question. And, you know, our sites are so customizable. Even if you go to our, our website, a lot of our demo sites will have apply now as one of yeah. the calls to action just because that's whatever. Um, I think that is like walking up to a stranger and proposing to them on right. the street. You know, it's just way too aggressive. Um, so there, there's tons of different, you know, down, download your financial fitness app. We do we do that with your, with your tool, some of our clients, you know, right. look at live rates. Uh, put put your information in to get some sort of video content that's going to help them. Like, and you're a baseball guy. Like, you should be hitting base hits right now. Just right. just start the relationship, build trust by adding value in advance. Whether or not they use you or not, you're not going to capture everyone. That's part of that 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 style strategy of you know helping and educating first. Um, some people will take that information and go use it with you know their friend. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You, you have to right. be over that. But I think to your point, yeah, the apply now uh, is way too aggressive. Uh, it has to be there though, because there's yeah. a portion of why people have a website. You know, there's there's the marketing perspective of you know how do I aggregate whether you're doing events or podcasts or um, you focus on referral partners. Like that 
there needs to be a place where people can go to learn about you. But also after you've had the conversation with a bar and they're ready to start an application, yeah. just like, just go to my website. Dude. It's yeah. Right. It's your storefront. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause it's, it's, I'm, I'm just, I'm super curious to, to, to understand, like, again, talking about the, the shift in generations of our first time home buyers, what, what I'm hearing, and I don't know if you follow, um, Allie, Allie Cardi, uh, from active comply. Yeah. She kind of, you know, is the, the, the de facto voice of Gen Z, right? She, that's, yeah. that's her cohort. Yeah. She that's who she job. hangs with. And she'll, she talks about the fact that that generation is distrusting of, you know, salespeople, right. Or the yep. sales process. They don't want to be sold anything yep. yet when they're ready, they want to be able to, you know, do business the way they want to do it. And if it's digital, you do it. So it's a balance of not being overly aggressive, but still being, having that call to action in a prominent enough place that it doesn't get lost. Right. So it's, it's, it's kind of a psych, there's a psychology I'm guessing there of just studying, you know, visitors to these sites and how they're engaging. And when is it, when is it not, you know, when is it not too soon to put this in front of them and things like that? It's just, it's going to be interesting to see it play out. Yeah. I think, I think, to capture that attention, it's really basic. It's it's hard to do, but the if you if you think about it differently, it's like, what can I offer somebody that's going to help them, and it's and it's not too intrusive. You know, right. that's where that's where you start. Um, you know, there's all all the content you can do around that and education that all plays into it. You know, we were talking a little bit about free framing before we started recording. Yeah, and uh, and I'm such a diehard believer in that that style of doing business, which I think lends itself very well to how the, you know, this emerging generation uh, feels comfortable consuming information. Like, you know, they're used to people like, you know, putting it all out there way before they're, they, they, you're ever going to interact with them in, in a business sense. So, you know, whether, again, whether that's educational content, um, giving them a tool where they can kind of get their ducks in a row is huge. Seeing live rates and then, yeah, being able to book a call. I don't even think they want to have to email somebody to, to call or just do a right. blind call. You know, we're integrating Calendly seamlessly for a lot of our clients. That seems to be the, um, the you know, the booking calendar of choice, almost like sure. you know, the equivalent of like a Microsoft Outlook or Gmail. Like people are just used to that. Um, right as a consumer and a, a business owner, but yeah, just making it. And it's, it, that's almost a more of a natural way to do business anyway. Yeah. You know? I think that's, this is part of just the bit, the evolution of business in general. It's, it's more comfortable to do it that way. Right. You know? So, yeah, you bring up the, the Calendly uh, examples and actually it's a really good one. Um, I love when somebody that I'm, you know, trading messages with has a, a, a link to their calendar. Yep. Um, and I, I, I think back, I actually, I'll avoid booking, you know, time on some booking a meeting with somebody. If it's going to take a three email back and forth yep. to find a, a time, it's just like, ah, it's not worth it. I'm not going to bother. Right. And how much it, is the dumbest thing in the world? Yeah. <laughs> how much business do you think has been lost in just that interaction where they get, Nope, I can't do Tuesday at four. How about Monday? It's like I forget. Yeah, I'm out. Like, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's a little thing that, you know, 
three years ago, we didn't have the ability to do that, right? So we did have to play the, the ping pong match back and forth with texts or calls or emails to get on somebody's calendar. But now it's like, no, if you don't have that simple, you know, link available, then you, you are, you could be losing opportunity. It's, it's amazing. And it, it's another example just of how things evolve. So that, that kind of leads me to my next question about kind of Vonk specifically and how, how you guys as a business and as a company and from a product perspective, stay on the cutting edge of, you know, web commerce, I'll call it, right? Like, yeah. I'm guessing you're, you're, you guys are having to study up and just make sure you're not only on the front end of the technology that supports a website, but the psychology and the, and how phraseology and, and the use of, you know, words and colors kind of play in is, is that all kind of part of the process when someone contracts with you all? Yeah, I think, um, I'm a little like, I'm a little outside of the box with some of the super technical stuff, meaning like the colors, like yeah. you can do split testing and some, and that does have effects. But to me that like, especially with the mortgage industry and like people are not, they're not mar necessarily right. hundred percent markets. They're focused on their, their craft and originating loans. Like to me, it's everybody needs to be focusing more on the front end, like, offer whether that's a niche and what what they're talking about because if you do that right the the, the little the colors and that stuff that yeah. doesn't matter they're gonna they're gonna they are they already are bought into you um and i think for us too like yes i had a mortgage company we have mortgage clients but even with funk i'm also a business owner and i do all yeah. the marketing for my company and we generate all our business online all inbound it's all through a booking link that like i live and die by that thing um so as a practitioner of putting some of this stuff into play for myself, it's between industries, the strategies don't really change. Them. Right. It's just catching, catching the mortgage industry up on this, which has actually been really refreshing in the last, the last, I'd say even 18 months. Like, um, again, I understand that we're basically like, uh, you know, apocalypse right now. Yeah. Um, but the, the, independent mortgage banks, even the large ones where we used to be like, nope, we're, we're the brand, you, that's all you do, um, have really understood, I think that back to that consumer behavior piece that it's the people, it's their, right. it's their originators that are the brand and they're keep opening up them, you know, the ability to go out and get their own websites and have their own tools. Um, yeah, you're, um, you nailed it. It's, uh, it's come, this comes up in so many conversations that I've been having lately. Um, and, and some of this is the, the difference between a true purchase market yep. and, you know, call it a, an order taking, you know, loans falling out of trees, refi market, right? Yeah. In a market like we're in right now, people do business with people yep. more so than they do business with a brand, yep. right? And so to hear you kind of talk about that and acknowledge it and what's, what's refreshing is that what I heard you say is some of the bigger brands yep. recognize, yes, their brand is important, but it's not as important as the individual person in a local community who's facing off with this first time home buyer or this, this potential customer. And so you guys, you guys a lot, you, 
you allow enough personalization yeah. with your with your product that you know Joe Smith, who's at ABC Mortgage, can stand out from Sally Sue at the same ABC Mortgage. Yep. Even though they're at the same company and they share the same logo, they can have a little personality in their experience through your platform. Yep. And I, I think you nailed it too. The market specifically, purchase market, like you got to go get the business. Yeah. It's like the, they're, everybody's down, but there's still a ton of really motivated, uh, you know, high level originators in markets across the country. I think once you get to that level too, and this, maybe this, maybe, maybe the hand was forced with some of the larger lenders. I don't know which came first, Yeah, but we, we have some clients, um, you know, on our higher end, as far as like caliber of producer that they, I don't think they would even entertain going to a company that wouldn't allow them to, right. to do their thing anymore. It's just, yeah. they're too big. They do too much stuff. They add, they bring too much value. You know, whether they're doing events or, you know, video content, all that stuff, the reviews, like all the, they've just gotten so sophisticated. Yeah. It would be silly from an enterprise level to say no to somebody like that because you wouldn't let them, you know, have their own tools. So, yeah, I mean, and, and I think with, with uh, technology, because besides having any kind of ego on your brand as a, as a business owner, yeah. the other, the other big Tent, you know, the big pull in the tent is compliance. You know, yep. Still my brand, so I'm I'm liable yep. for whatever you say on your landing page, your website. So, yeah, you guys kind of can guardrail that to a degree, uh, and and still give that personalization at the branch or LO level, but stay within, you know, yep. the the compliance guardrails, if you will, right? Yeah, and that's that's super important. You know, um, I think that how I was a COO of my last company, so I was the guy dealing with. You know the state auditors and HUD, yeah. <laughs> uh, just taking the beatings every time we messed up. So, it, I I understand firsthand that all those little things matter. So, you know, we even have a lot of our content now um, uh, pre-audited by MQMR. You know, if we're going to program content, it's like let's just get ahead of this. They 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 could still come in as a as a you know QC person for a company and put their own mark on sure. it, but we've gotten you pretty close. You know, it's yeah. not all the way there. Um, but yeah, I think for where we where we try to fit and how, you know what we're innovating, I think it's important to always be innovating as a company like Finlock or like Long. Um, is I've just looked at the market and you know I'm a big proponent of jack, jack of all trades, master of none. This is our lane. You know we we have some nice tools that we build. We're feeding in some you know, feeding the reviews, social feeds, lead forms, you know calculators. We, we have a, the whole blogging platform where we provide weekly content. So I think it's a blend of, we get you a lot of the way there with the stuff we provide, yep. but then you have full access to really make it your own, and put, you know, bring in all these other great tools that really complement what we do and certainly complement what the, uh, the originators. Do. Absolutely. So, I know you're um, really active on LinkedIn. I, you know, you're, you're putting out some great content and, how how are you guys thinking about, you know, there's this, there, I don't want to call it a gold rush, but there's a lot of attention at the loan officer level going to social, which is a great thing, right? Yep. This just amplifies that personal brand. How important is it uh, if, if for that, so, that social influencer, that financial influencer, how important is it that their, their website, where the customer ends up is kind of 
uh, aligned with the message that they're they're putting out on their content? And how do you guys kind of help shape that? I mean, that's the that's the whole name of the game, right? They they're, they're getting their attention on whatever platform they're using, um, and then when they when they get to the site, either well, one, if we can pull in content that they're producing somewhere else and have it on the site, because not everybody's yeah. going to find you on YouTube, right? right? You could be a YouTube star. You know, not even not everyone. I'm not necessarily going to TikTok, but we have clients that do unbelievably beneficial content on TikTok. We'll just stream that in, so everybody else that doesn't consume information on those channels can can get it um, can get it on their website right but you know it's like even just a welcome video there's so many little things yeah. you can do it's to, the best way to put it is we just try to help people like treat it as a digital job interview like I said before like if you can go that. there and get and meet always well, me as an example from an LL if you can go to my website and there's enough um, meet there to actually feel like you got to know me you see i have, have you know have clients you see who i am what i'm about if you have a niche even better when yeah. i talk to a guy that he all he does is uh vacation rentals in the smoky mountains like that's yeah. a incredible niche you know like you can just <laughs> be that you know so yeah um if you if you have one convey that on there um, and then give them like you know, like we talked about before one of the, you know some softball yeah. thing to do look at rates download an app um, put your information into get some content it could be and, and the really the the barrier to what i try to think about when i create content when i tell people is like would you watch it is it is it helpful is it interesting right. you know like if i did a video as an lo and said let me i'm gonna walk you through the closing cost worksheet and show you all the fees you can negotiate you know, <laughs> probably you could have bought in five houses, but you might not know a couple that you can actually negotiate. Yeah. Let me just show you that. Name and email, I'll send you the link right now. That's something more than like just saying, here's yeah. my free home buyer's guide. No, I love no. that. I just had a conversation on that same topic. Um, you know, they're, the average home buyer has no idea that they can shop for various services that are part of the financing transaction. There's the an assumption that, it's all chosen for me, even though I'm yep. paying for it, it's all chosen right. for me. And so to your point, there's a, there's a catalog of content that you can create solely focused on building awareness and educating people that they do have a choice. Yep. And by the way, don't put a call to action to apply now on that content, right? You're, this is where you're building that relationship. You're building that trust. You're adding value through education. And you're going to earn the right for them to click your apply now when they get to your website, you know, so yeah. it's little things like that, that, that it's, it's cool to see. I'm starting to see more and more, you know, loan officers not only embrace the social channels, but they're leading with value and education and not, you know, not trying to, you know, cut the head off right at the, right at the first uh, event there. So good stuff yeah. there. I got, a, I got a question for you about that. Cause like I, I'm, you know, after you start to create content online, and I'm sure people listening to this will, if they do it, will have the, have the, have gone through the same thing. It's like after a while, like consistency is the hardest part, right? Like, and I've been struggling specifically over the last probably 45 days. Like, where's the balance of consistency? Meaning, like, how often do you put stuff out there versus how good it is? You know, like, great question. I'm so I'm testing that right now. <laughs> I, 
I, I'm pretty much only on LinkedIn and, and that's where my target audience is because yeah. I'm, I'm B2B like you are, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so on my personal LinkedIn page, I have minimum four posts every day. Yeah. All scheduled, right? Um, what, what I try to do is each during the, from Monday through Friday of those, what is it, uh, 20 posts, at least four or five are new and original for, for that week. And I spread those out one, one original a day if I can. Yeah. And I usually record those on a Saturday. Uh, and then because I've been now doing this pretty religiously for about eight months, yeah. I'll go back to October, November, January, February and start recycling yeah. posts. And yeah. so every day there's some older stuff that gets mixed in. And at first I was really kind of like, I didn't want to do that. I thought that was disingenuous. And someone said, How much, what's the, what's, what, what post got the most views? Well, it was a baseball post of my, you know, of my kid and I was at spring training at like 25,000 views, but the next one down from that, that I would say was business. Yeah. Maybe 5,500. Yeah. So this, this guy's like, okay, so 5,500 people saw that video once. How many people are on LinkedIn? Right. <laughs> like, don't That's worry about, he's like, don't worry about, uh, you recycling content because not everybody's seeing everything, you know, the same, the same time. And then the other thing was, and this was, this was another thing that I struggled with is like, I tried to always have every new video I did to be super original. Mm -hmm. Like you could, if there is something important that you want to convey, say it, but just say it a different way, 20 times. And that's, yeah. that's 20 pieces of content because again, not everybody listens the same way. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know that I'm not, I'm not certain yet that there's a, uh, I don't think quantity alone is the answer. I think it's gotta be, I think quantity and consistency are important because then people do kind of look for you. Maybe it's yep. not, maybe it's subconscious, but they're kind of looking for your message. Yeah. Um, but you hit it on, on it earlier. It's give value, find something and talk about something that's going to be valuable. You can't just always be, you know, doing a Finlocker infomercial. Right. So I, the reason I'm doing four posts is I'll, I'll sprinkle in once a day, something that's very Finlocker focused. And then that kind of ties it all together. So now when, when my audience is seeing me in the morning, they're subconsciously connecting that to the Finlocker message they're going to see later in the day. And yeah, it's working. Um, I'm not, this is, I'm not, the expert at this i'm literally kind of testing and learning but it, it's working and and now that we're back out doing conferences it, it where where i notice it working the most is when i hit the conference people are like oh man i saw your stuff on linkedin it's like okay yeah so it, yeah. it's and, and i think the same applies for someone that's doing b2c and building an audience building followers that are consumers I think it's the same thing applies there. You, if there's something important that you want to convey, don't be afraid to say it over and over and over again, just a different way with a different backdrop, you know, things like that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it, it transfers into podcasting too. Once you, once you kind of like find yeah. what you like, like I, I, I listen to some stand-up comics 
their podcast that I just love. Just you know, to, when I'm zoning out driving, yeah. you just need something light. <laughs> and uh, I'll get a kind of annoyed if they skip a week. You know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, the stand-up comics are a great example because every one of them has their own formula. Yeah, and they pretty much stick to it. We we all know Jerry Seinfeld's formula, right? Yeah, and he's he's still funny. 30 years later, it's the same, same formula, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's just kind of, you know, sprinkling <laughs> in new, new, uh, new words, new content, but using the same tried and true formula. Well, we could probably do this all day long, but, uh, what I found is our audience tends to want to get on with their day. So, uh, Anthony, man, thanks for coming on. This was a blast. Glad to get you on here. Finally, learn about Vonk. We'll, include in the uh when we post this out everybody you can click the links up down over wherever they are you can yeah. learn more get in contact with uh with Monk and with anthony and the team thank you so much for coming on man yeah i'll i'm gonna if it's okay brian i want to share like a just some a little short you know two five minute videos i did on that pre-framing concept I oh think yeah if, you, if they haven't if you're listening and you haven't wrapped your fully wrapped your head around that again it's two five minute videos really to the point it's really specific from an originator stand like point of view and i think that would be helpful for people i love it we'll put those in the uh in the podcast links we'll put them on our fintech fridays linkedin page um and then we'll ob obviously connect everybody back to you so anthony thanks a lot for coming on we'll have you back for sure and uh thank you to the uh folks that joined us this friday and we'll see you next friday on fintech fridays awesome thanks brian take care thank you